0: What's going on Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside my co-hosts Jack Manis and Andrew Schreffler. Welcome in Hogline Nation. You are listening to the 269th episode of the podcast. Uh, Today, we are going to be recapping a little bit of the wildcard weekend. We had six games, two on each day, which was... uh, I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but... I don't know. Um, the lead
1: start was tough for me.
0: Right. So we're re- recapping the wild card games, talking about the Eagles and Steelers specifically. I told these guys before uh, we started recording here, we're going to try not to bleed that into coach talk and quarterback talk and all that, because you know we, we, could, we could fill up three hours probably with that. So we're going to try to keep it just to the game recap for the Steelers and Eagles. We'll see how successful we are in that plan. And then we'll be previewing the divisional round games. We got four great matchups, a uh, couple upsets, which uh, really leads to some interesting storylines going into the second uh, weekend of playoff football. But first, wild card weekend. Before we get into Steelers and Eagles, I just wanted to o- just uh, open up the floor a little bit here for any any notes you guys had on the weekend in general
2: um, for the six games that occurred. DJ Stroud, elite. Okay, elite. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, the. Uh, I sorry, think that was ahead. my biggest. I, I'm trying to
1: think. That was definitely the biggest surprise of the weekend. Not, I wouldn't say that they won, but the fashion in, in which they won. Um, they looked like dangerous on on both sides of the ball, but Stroud especially, dude. Like I, thinking back to like that, uh, to that semi uh, semi-final game against Georgia when he played like the best game of his college career in the biggest game of his college career. It, I mean, it's, it's still early. It's the NFL. We know things can change year to year, but it, it feels like he might just be one of those guys that gets better as the lights get brighter, which is a a, a great thing for Texans fans.
0: Yeah. He, he was the, the first bullet point I had written down. He he obviously looked like he was in command all day long, I mean, he almost threw as many touchdowns as he had incompletions. He was 16 of 21, 274 yards through the air and three touchdowns. And he's just looked how he's looked all year pretty much, but even better and even sharper. I'm sure you guys already saw this, but uh, you may not have, but do you guys know he was the youngest player ever to win a playoff game? Quarterback. Yeah, I assume. Yes, yes.
3: I didn't know that, but not surprised. That works.
0: Yeah. So, and yeah, Texans, two defensive touchdowns as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so putting up a lot of points on, on one of the best defenses in the league. Very impressive. We'll we'll get to their matchup against Baltimore, uh, which is the first game of the weekend in just a bit. Next thing I had written down, is how, how does this happen to the Cowboys every year? I mean, do you guys think that, I mean, hey. it's crazy. It's crazy that throughout our lifetime, which has been, Twenty-five years, give or take, they just every single year we have not seen a, a Cowboys team. Like, do you think they just sold their 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 souls to the devil for all the success they had in the in the nineties? And then now they're just like never because like, it's different coaching staffs, it's different quarterbacks, it's different teams, and year after year after year, it's the same thing. Like Bill Parcells, uh, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy, and then you go back Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. Like, there's these are different teams altogether, but it's still the same thing. They're good teams, but then they crash and burn when it matters most. So, I mean, do you guys have any explanation for how this has continued for so long?
1: I, I think it's a bit of both. I, I, I do want to give Jack credit. Cause I, cause I go all the way back to, uh, like preseason when Jack, even as someone who tends to root for the Cowboys in situations, he, he said it, that it, it, it's the Cowboys. Like there's no there's no other way to put it. It's just the Cowboys, things have happened to them for so long now, at least as long as we can remember, as you mentioned. There's definitely some 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 soul-selling uh, allegations out in the air. Um, but I think on top of it, too, like at least watching as an Eagles fan and someone who like kind of ends up being forced to pay a lot of attention to the Cowboys, um, I don't know, man. Like Jimmy Johnson and uh, Jerry – Butted heads a lot, and that's like documented, and also part of the reason why it took till this year for him to get inducted into the Ring of Honor for them. Um, but at the same time, that's the last coach that won a that won Super Bowls with them, and since then, uh, especially in our lifetime, thinking about like a Jason Garrett and a McCarthy right now, it it, it feels like he he keeps surrounding himself with uh, with yes men who maybe right. are, are who maybe are too afraid to make legit changes, and as an Eagles fan. I love it. Big fan. Um, but it, it I, I'm i friends with enough Cowboys fans to know that this is kind of the sentiment kind of throughout that fan base. And it's something you have to live with because Jerry Jones is also the reason why, you know, the Cowboys are like the most popular brand in football. Um, but, you know, it, it might be time for him to get out of his own way a little bit, but I, that's, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen because there is no one to tell him to get out of his own way. <laughs>
3: Right. it's They're doomed as long as he's alive, mm-hmm. honestly. Because he's not going right. to hand the team off in, willingly in his lifetime, I imagine. And uh, yeah, to your thing about Yes Man, that's what he surrounds himself with that. McCarthy is kind of just a, I don't know, a little bit of a puppet for him. He can kind mm-hmm. of do whatever he wants. He's the GM, slash his son's the GM. I wonder, I don't know much about Steven, Steven right? Steven Jones. Even Jones, like yeah. as a guy, like is he gonna? When Jerry Jones does pass, it's gonna be Stephen Jones' team, I imagine. And then, like, um, what kind of owner is he gonna be? I mean, at this rate, how old is he? He's gonna like he's gonna take the team oh, yeah. over when he's like <laughs> seventy years old. He's probably right? in his.
1: He's definitely in like his. He's definitely in his fifties, maybe even sixties.
3: Because yeah, Jerry Jones is. Well, I know Kraft is eighty-two. I want to say Jerry Jones is the same age.
1: I'll look it up real quick. Okay. Definitely um, 50s, maybe 60s.
3: And this and for that reason, I I, I just I don't see Belichick going there. I, a guy like Belichick. I mean, Jerry Jones wants him, obviously, because he's great because of all time. He's gonna it's a very cowboy thing to make a big move like that, but why would too much power. Yeah, I I don't I, I cannot see Bill Belichick bending the knee to Jerry Jones. If if they do, if Belichick does uh decide to go to the Cowboys and that's a big win. Well, for it, them. Not He's not going to take McCarthy's any of any of what Jerry Jones is trying to make him do. So McCarthy's officially be... back anyway. So it doesn't matter, but that's true. I forgot. I forgot. They announced but, that.
1: today. But even, even in a hypothetical world, I really don't think it would happen. Yeah. But that, right. That's like, cause I, I even, I, I go back to like the Jason Garrett years and especially thinking about like the early Dak years when he, I mean, was like, he still is a very good quarterback, but he was like lighting the world on fire early on. Like, how many years, I feel like it was like three years back to back where every year it was like they got to get rid of Jason Garrett and every year they just they just kept bringing back Jason Garrett they just kept yeah, because
3: he's just do whatever he's yeah, right. right.
2: Ego is a powerful thing,
0: yeah, uh, so Jerry Jones is 81 and Steven Jones is 59. There you go.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah so, he's yes, going to be near 70 when he takes his team over,
2: so yeah, yeah, that,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny. Uh, last
0: and bullet then, point and then I
2: Then hell, hell of a
1: sudden, hell of a sudden That'll be forty at that point, and then the cycle, the, <laughs>
2: the cycle right. just goes.
0: Rinse and repeat.
1: Yeah.
0: The other bullet point I had, the last one I had was uh, the the Lions Rams game. Pretty much the only good game of the whole entire weekend. Uh, the Lions yeah. edge out the Rams twenty four to twenty three. Both quarterbacks played really well. Uh, Stafford, I think, at three. Did he have three touchdowns? Definitely two. He definitely had two and over 300 passing yards. I know that, but might have been three. But yeah, either way, both of them played well. Puka had an an amazing game, over 180 receiving yards, and he's just he's going to be a great receiver for uh, for a long time, barring injury. So it, it's, uh, it's it's a lot, a lot of fun to watch. Just the Rams to hit another receiver late in the draft, uh, similar to how they did in Cooper Cup all those years ago.
1: Yeah, and I also like I. I feel like coming into this year, I, I do want since they're out now, I do want to give one person a shout out. I, I kinda wrote off Matthew Stafford coming into this year. Like the injury and all that, like piled up. I was like, man, eh, he got his ring. It kind of feels like this might be it a little bit. And dude, he is he is so fun to watch play. Like some of the throws that he makes, the platforms that he's throwing on, like the zip that he's putting on the ball off of these crazy platforms, like he is a, a joy to watch. And I feel like for Puka's sake, that's also a good sign. Cause it definitely felt like he still probably has a couple of good years left in him. Maybe
3: you think this cements him in hall of fame.
1: I think the super bowl probably already did just cause the stats were already pretty gaudy, but I mean, if I, at this point for sure. And it, it like I said, it, it, it feels like he probably has at least a year or two
2: left.
0: Yeah. I'd say if he, if he, you know, just unexpectedly decide to hang him up today. I think he'd probably get in. I think anything else he does from here on out's probably just just gravy at this point. So,
1: I think so. It's kind of how I view it.
0: Any other uh, things you guys want to bring up before we get into the Eagles and Steelers specifically?
1: I do want to shout out Jordan Love as well, just because we we talked about the Cowboys. But part of the reason for that was because Jordan Love played not even out of his mind. Like he, I mean, he played like the best game he's played all year. But he's been Showing those, you know, like highlights here and there throughout the entire season. And like it, dude, imagine being a Bears fan. <laughs> you 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 get through Favre, you, you go through Rodgers and you're like, it can't, it can't happen again. It cannot happen again. And I think it, dude, like, like some of those throws he makes like off like the back foot. It like, it looks like Rodgers, like, like it looks just like him.
3: Yeah, you, you got to be sick
0: to your stomach. So uh,
1: It's got to be awful.
0: Yeah, that, that's rough. Uh, I'm going to talk about it later. Well, I'll just say, say it now, I guess. But do you guys know
2: Jordan Love's touchdown-to-interception ratio since Week 10? Including, Clean, including the playoff game. game. Week 10, he's probably thrown like... He's probably thrown like... I think he's thrown like 20 touchdowns.
1: Any guesses, Jack? I'd say, like, 20 touchdowns and maybe, like, two picks. He's been, like,
0: he's
2: I would been say, un- Yeah, I was going to
1: say
3: 20 to 2. To one. Pretty close. 20,
0: 21 touchdowns, one
1: interception. Yeah, he's been ridiculous. And yeah. his receipt, like, just in general, the receivers, like, at this age. I, I, I do, before, I, I wanted to say this. I, I pulled it up because I remembered saying it in my one group chat going in, like, New Year's last year it's still true i was saying the the afc has kind of become the quarterback conference and the nfc has become the coaching conference just at the time right now and that was before this season and now we fast forward to now and the afc it's lamar mahomes allen and stroud left and then the nfc you look at the quarterbacks and you look at the names you're like huh it doesn't really match up to the other side but then you think about the coaches you've had dan campbell and ben johnson cooking up a storm in detroit uh Dave Canales has done an incredible job with Baker and Bowles seems to have a little bit of a resurgence. We know Kyle Shanahan, what he's all about, and then LaFleur with this team of just like people my age, which feels like ridiculous to think about, um, is like we've literally watched them get better and better every single week. Like you can see it happening in real time. Yeah. Yeah, a
0: lot of interesting storylines uh, still remaining in the playoffs, which we will get to in a few minutes. Um, but Shref, last one of these you're going to have to do for this—not uh, for the year, but for the season at least. For now, and yes, yeah, so which as I preface the beginning of the show, let's let's try to keep it to just this Eagles-Bucks game and not, you know, transition and parlay that into a Sirianni conversation, but. I'll do my best. Just, ju- just speaking about the game, tell us about your perspective uh, from Monday
1: night. Yeah. Uh, it was sad. It was sad. Like, it was uh, anyone who's a fan of a team can appreciate this, but like the entire week leading up to the game, I I've watched every snap of this team the entire season. I watched how the last month of the season is gone. The, the entire week leading up to the game, I was like, they don't they don't have it. Like, they're They're lost out there, like I'm not. I haven't seen like a single guy crack a smile in like four weeks. Like the vibes are, the vibes are no good. Like the you don't come back from this. And then me being a a fan with a with a teeny little brain who gets excited for my football team, it got to like an hour before kickoff, and I was like, "What if we just win? You know, like what if we just win the game?" And also being a fan, you see Dallas lose coming into the season. In my head, it was like. San Fran, Dallas, and the NFC. Like, those are going to be the two the two big boys. You see Dallas get bounced, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't know. Like, hey, like, weirder things have happened. And all of that came crashing down in approximately, like, seven minutes, maybe? I don't know. Seven, eight minutes, something along mm-hmm. those lines. Um, Just, like, I don't know, man. They quit. Like, it was just, it was sloppy. It was... Disorganized. It was like depressing. Uh, there, there's so many, there's so many adjectives that could be used. Um, I'll start with the offensive side of the football. For like the I don't know, like eighth week in a row, um, they just decided to not have adequate answers for blitzes, and you know they've, especially coming down the last couple of weeks of the year, like you have Jonathan Gannon, you have Wink Martindale, mm. you have Todd Bowles, like, the, like these guys, the name of their game on defense is creating pressure and making that quarterback make decisions quickly, get the ball out efficiently on time, mm. all of the above, yada, yada, yada. And continuously they go in with a game plan that is just not good enough. They spread them out five wide. They take the running back out of the backfield they send an extra rusher. We don't have enough bodies to protect. You compound that with the fact that I think Jalen Hurts is—I've said it—I've used this to describe him a million times this year: deer in headlights. Um, and it, it's like—I don't know, man. It's every single game. Like he—I don't want to put all the blame. I'm not—I'm not putting all the blame on him because there are a lot of things wrong, but like. I don't know, man. His his pocket presence has like completely gone out the window this season. Like, he's he's not seeing things underneath. He's trying to hit the big play when it's just simply not there. I know he's trying to just force plays because the offense has just been like stat was stagnant for the second half of the season. Um, but if it's not there, it's not there, and it, it feels like he wasn't looking in the right places a lot of times. But I don't know, man. Like when you're when Troy Aikman's out there, like saying how disorganized this looks and like how the the body language is like awful like that it's not good like I saw I wasn't watching this broadcast but I saw Ray Lewis like talking about the defense which I'll talk about next and just saying how like it's like it was like day one stuff with like angles on tackling like just taking the right angle to make a tackle like little things the defense like it was bad all year. Not not all year. The second half of the season. Mostly. Um, and it's, like, it's a mix. There's a lack of talent there. The linebackers simply, like, were not good enough against the Buccaneers. They weren't good enough most of the season. Um, and the secondary is a liability both in coverage and in just straight-up tackling. Um, and, like... I don't know man, like it by the end of the season here, it, it became so hard to figure out what like percent of blame goes to goes to anyone on this. Like it was just such a just a such a collection of errors on all fronts. Baker Mayfield is is, is dicing you like Kate Otten was, was Rob Gronkowski. Like I every time Baker Mayfield let go of that football, it was it was going to Kate Otten in the middle of the field, wide open. Wide open. There's there's no one there. There's no one there. The I I don't know, man. And like part of that for me comes back to I, I really would like to find out whose decision it actually was to make the switch from Desai to Matt Patricia. Cause Desai's defense was struggling before they made the switch. It was. But at the same time making that switch to Patricia, not only as has it like been proven over the last couple of years that this guy like just like it, like it hasn't been that good of a coach like at all, um, but it's also like you're you're telling these defensive players, hey, uh, we're like three quarters of the way through the season, we're gonna make you learn just a completely new voice, uh, probably like mostly a different language in terms of some of the stuff he wants to do. Like we're gonna make you forget everything you just learned for this entire season and relearn it right now, and I think that definitely contributes a large part into like some of these plays that we see where, like, two guys are converging on one as one guy's, like, shooting over the middle with no one watching him. Like, just, like, complete miscommunication errors. Um, so that's kind of where I was at with the game, where it was, like, it like, and they did that thing up until, like, the third quarter where they were just close enough where it gives you, like, a semblance of, like, hey, if we score here, like, you know, you know, and then they don't score there, and then uh, the defense gets a stop. Um... And then they get the ball back, and you're like, eh, score here. It didn't score there either. So, like, it was one of those nights. I stayed up for three hours just to be mad the whole time, um, which is what I've done for the last, like, seven weeks. Uh, And like I said, or like you said at the beginning, I won't turn this into a Sirianni thing. I I will say I I do want to make one statement about him just in general. Um, I see a lot of people citing the record – like his overall record, the Super Bowl run, um, all that fun stuff. I, I want to make it very clear that me personally, um, that whole argument, like you can, I understand that part of the argument. You can make that argument all you want. For me personally, the main reason I want him gone is because I is because I I can't stand his personality. That, that's all I'm gonna say. That's what I'll end it with. I'll throw all the coaching out the window. I don't enjoy rooting for him as my as my head football coach. And and that's my final point on him.
0: Yeah, sometimes it's that plain and simple. Um, people can have their reasons for either, why they want people gone, and that's a, that's a valid reason, as a fan, at least. Uh, I mean, to, qu- just to quickly re- recap the Eagles, uh, for me, I mean, personally, the two things that stood out were just the lack of discipline and just the, the tackling. I mean, that's just, you're not going to win a football game like that. And um that was just very evident. And just to add insult to injury, I I didn't pick it for our podcast. I picked Eagles minus three, which ended up not aging well at all. But I as kickoff approached, I was really keen on the over forty three. And just just the just the kick in the nuts.
3: I barely uh, didn't hit, right?
0: They were two points off and the, the two of the points they didn't get was because they didn't execute the tush push. So
1: uh, yeah, just that, a po- that, just a poetic ending. Like, it was so it's so poetic that that didn't work. Um, I do also want to say, like, I forgot to mention this in terms of like the whole team vibes aspect, and something that like really makes me question this whole situation with like if it's a coaching issue or what it is, or if it's a player's issue. But like, AJ Brown was hurt. Completely get it. He's hurt. He deactivated his social media and also just wasn't at the game. I don't. Is that not weird? that he wasn't at the game. I'm trying to think if that's like, I'm just trying to think of situations. I
3: feel like I don't think Lamar was at the game last year for the okay. Ravens. Okay. That makes me feel then a little better Then I refer. Oh, I still don't like, I think it's, it's kind of odd though. It I mean, is odd.
0: And I there was Lamar was his contract situation was very murky at that time. If we can recall, yeah. but
1: I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. And like, as someone who had been like outspoken a little bit on social media and like had to come back and like, you know walk back on a few things and apologize like the fact that he deactivated i'm as a fan i'm gonna take that as hey maybe he's like just trying to stay off social media i can fully get behind that but at the same time it just it's a weird look on top of like like i said I, i said it in the middle of what i was like my rant but like i haven't seen any of the players on that i didn't see any of the players on that team like smile once for the last like six weeks of the year so it it feels like there was more going on than just on-the-field problems. But right. I don't know if we'll ever find out what those were. Exactly. Well, like I said, we have a whole
0: offseason to discuss that, amongst a lot of other things. But let's move along here with the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers fell to the Buffalo Bills 31-17, to Monday at 4.30 after it got uh, postponed due to the winter storm that hit the Orchard Park area. My notes here, uh, I'm starting with Mason Rudolph. I think he played okay. That, that red zone turnover where he threw an interception to, uh, to Kair Elam, it just kind of changed the complexion of the game, in my opinion. I, I, I'm not saying we would have won if he didn't do that, but I think it would have been a different game, clearly. We were right there. We could have punched it in for seven. Did the Bills take that and score? I can't remember.
3: Uh, yeah, I think that was the uh, Josh, Allen's uh, Josh touchdown. Allen
0: touchdown run, yes. Right. So, again, not saying we win, but definitely makes it a different game. That just can't happen. Along with George Pickens' fumble as well, that was also a killer because it was deep in our own
3: territory. There's two turnovers, and, like, a—I mean, it's a much closer game. I mean, just points-wise. Right. Obviously, you just said it. The Bills took 14 points out of both of those easily, and, you know, it was a 14-point game.
0: Right, and and that was definitely our mo for most of the season was winning the turnover battle, and that just um, proves that when you when you don't, it makes it hard to win. So, uh, my overall Rudolph synopsis that I have from from his from his four starts and a little bit more of uh, you know playing this year. I mean, first of all, first and foremost, he played way better than I ever could have imagined, and I'm definitely thankful for that. He made the end of the season exciting. And uh, galvanized the team and we, we made it into the playoffs, which something that did, didn't seem really possible in, in early December. So I, I'm thankful for that. I, I think noticing watching him play, I think his pocket presence and arm strength are definitely the strong suits of his game. I think he stays in the pocket, doesn't bail, and he's got a big arm. Um, he can make some good throws. I think what hinders him is his lack of mobility and he can't make special throws. um, You know, very regularly I could say. Um, And overall I I think I could qualify him as a, as a decent bridge quarterback in this league um, and a, and a backup that can come in and and provide you some competent level of play. I don't think he's ever going to elevate the players around him, but, Hey, a competent backup is way more than I thought of him a month or ago, month or two ago. So overall, I mean, he's a free agent. I wish him the best wherever he ends up, uh, and I would certainly welcome him back for the right price, depending on you know the, how the contract negotiations work out. And um, yeah, it, it was a very—I never really thought I'd be watching this much Mason Rudolph football and wouldn't want to gouge my eyes out. So. Uh that was certainly a twist on the on the season that was pretty wild to begin with. And uh his, I saw his 17 game pace on Twitter and I just wanted to shout it out. If he started all 17 games. His stat line would have looked like 4016 yards, 21 touchdowns and four interceptions. So yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much like what CJ Stroud did. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I you know, that, there's a reason why I mean you know, if he played 17 games, it probably wouldn't look like that, but it's just fun to kind of imagine. So um, just a few other notes, and then I can turn it over to Jack. I don't really get Pickens complaining about the refs as emphatically as he was. I mean, the Bills did only get one penalty, and there were some questionable calls. Like, for example, there was a key, I don't know if it was third or fourth down, passed to him, and he was kind of maybe held a little bit early and they didn't call it. Uh, and also the, the roughing the passer or whatever unnecessary roughness on Josh Allen when he slid late in the game. But again, I, nothing really stood out to me as egregious while watching it. I mean, every NFL game has some calls we you may disagree with, but I don't think it was anything too bad from my standpoint.
3: So you got lucky on the Pat Fryer move fumble too.
0: And I was going to say that as well. I mean, I, I completely was expecting to not win that or... I guess the Bills challenged it, so to lose, not go the Steelers' way is what I'm trying to say. And and it, and the and the ruling on the field stood. So I think yeah, like you said, we haven't got a break there. So I, I don't really get that from. I mean, he he's in the game, and he was, you know, maybe held on a couple plays. So obviously, he has a different perspective than I do. But from my vantage point, it didn't look too bad. And uh, yeah, I mean, overall in the game, it, it didn't go well in the first. 25 minutes at all and then i'm definitely appreciative of of the effort we gave in the beginning of the second half cutting it to seven in the in the beginning of the fourth quarter so we at least made it a little bit interesting for for a portion but ultimately you know we we were outmatched so that that's that's how it goes sometimes so that's uh that's my recap jack would anything else to add um in terms of the game on monday
3: um I'll start with the Pickens thing, I guess. After when I saw him made that comment, it's just he's just a young immature player, doesn't really get it. Like that's just such a cliche, like young young I mean just player, like a twelve year old excused like to blame the refs after a loss. Like it, the refs didn't do make a difference. We lost that that by two scores cause on our own accord and I mean we never deserved to win that game, but I mean, thinking it in my head, like, it was a one score game in the fourth quarter. Uh, if we don't have the Mason Rudolph pick in the end zone, if Pickens doesn't fumble it on our own 25 yard line, and we have TJ Watt in that game and more likely make a play, force a turnover, um, late, like, who knows? Maybe could have went our way. So, um, yeah, it didn't really my expect the the outcome didn't exceed my expectation or really under well my expectation without TJ Watt in there,
2: so um I guess I don't really have too much to add and the Yeah, the Mason
3: thing, I mean the overarching thing I've harped on for weeks that I'm just upset that Keddy's not in there. Um don't think Tomlin's handled this situation right the past, whatever it was, month. Um, but he's back next year, and I'm happy about it. Uh, looking forward to uh, see what we're going to do at the coordinator position. Um, and just in general, it's going to be an interesting one with the draft as well.
0: Yeah, similar to the Eagles, there's a lot of unanswered questions that that we're going to get answers to at some point in the next few months. So that's certainly something to monitor, and we obviously will, and we'll talk about it as it as the news pops up. All right, transitioning here to the divisional rounds. We have four games. And, I mean, Ashraf said it a little bit ago, but just think about, especially the AFC, we're guaranteed – like t- just two great quarterbacks to play in the AFC championship game. So that's just, that's a lot of fun to to, to think about. And as these games unfold, but first game on the docket Saturday at four 30, we have the Houston Texans traveling to the Baltimore Ravens who are nine and a half point favorites. The total is 43 and a half. these two teams played in week one. That was CJ Stroud's first start of his NFL career. The Ravens won 25 to nine. Yes. 25, nine. Uh, obviously it's a very different Texans team and CJ Stroud. They're playing with all the confidence in the world. It's kind of like they're playing with house money because no one expected them to make it anywhere near here, myself included, um, up until, you know, late in the season. So and I'm, I'm really pissed that I didn't take, I was really, I had my, my finger on the button it was the, the Colts, I think I said this last week, but Colts-Texans uh, game on, on week 18 to get to the playoffs, and Texans were 35-1 to 1 to win the AFC. I didn't bet it, and then I still didn't bet it before the playoffs started, and then they won. I finally put my money where my mouth is and did it, um, but do you guys know
2: or have any guesses what the Texans' odds are to win the AFC now? Plus like seven seven hundred. I was saying plus nine hundred.
0: Yeah, pretty much right in between there. Plus seven fifty. So would have been nice to get it at a lower number, but I, I didn't I didn't uh, pull the trigger. So um but we'll see. Injuries. Uh Will Anderson did not practice today after being a limited participant on Tuesday, which that's never a good thing when you regress in your practice participation, but We'll we'll see if he can be healthy enough for Saturday's game. Uh, Anderson played well. I think he had a sack in the in the game against the Browns, so he definitely was influencing the game from his vantage point. Mark Andrews full participant in practice. That's going to be huge if he can come back for this one. I well, I
1: when I, when not I saw see that, that I I, would, comment, I yeah. was I didn't know that was a thing.
0: <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really didn't. I thought he was completely out for the year. So that was kind of shocking to me. And it sounds like it was the Shref as well. Um, Other than that, I don't think there's any other significant injuries. Uh, What do you guys think about this game? Uh,
1: This is, I think this is the game I'm most excited for personally. Um, One, because of the quarterbacks two because like, I know I just got off that whole thing where I said that the NFC is the, the coaching conference, but in this game, There's pretty much four head coaches in this game. Uh, Harbaugh and D'Amico, obviously, but Slowick is like pretty much guaranteed to probably get a head coaching job this offseason. And Mike McDonald, the Ravens' defensive coordinator, uh, has been a very, very big name in the search as well. If he doesn't get one this year, he's probably getting one after next year. Um, so like, very much a meeting of the minds here on offense and defense. So Plus Lamar versus Stroud. Like this, is, this is as fun as it gets. Yeah, it it
0: really is going to be a lot of fun, and I, I think it'll be different. Um, I mean, I hope it is at least than the week one game that these two played. But,
2: Jack, um, yeah, yeah, anything to add?
3: Uh, yeah, not not too much to just the um, the Texans. I uh, obviously like what I saw last week, and. I think they could keep it rolling. The Mark Andrews news, although I didn't know about it, it doesn't, like... Although he is a full participant in practice, like, he can't... There's no way he's going to be fully healthy and, like, get his normal snaps and usage, and uh, I can't imagine he'd be a huge factor and a huge difference maker on Saturday, so... Um, still crazy he's back, though. I th- I thought, like, they'd have to go to Super Bowl for him to come back.
1: I didn't even know that would have been, like, I... I I
2: I feel like I hadn't, like, heard anything about him in, like, 10 weeks. Yeah, so.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see if he's on a limited snap, snap count for uh, for the contest and uh, how, much, how many targets he gets, so. Jack, what is your pick for this one?
3: Do we have to pick spread and total for this round? I forget. This is just nope. either
1: or. This is our four
0: round. Either or?
3: Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to te- uh, the Texans plus nine and a half. Uh, I think they're just going to keep it
2: rolling. And I, uh, um, what was I going to
3: say? Oh, I mean, I, I this may not be a, the best argument, but I'm just getting flashbacks of 2019 when the Ravens were the one seed and got upset in the division round by the Titans by another AC South opponent. And uh, maybe they could be rusty. Although I'm not going to say the Texans are going to win, but just 9.5 seems like a lot for a young quarterback who's like exceed all expectations playing with house money and really has everything going for him at this point.
2: Um, So I do like them to keep it close, at least within 9. All right. Jeff, what's your pick? uh i was scared <clears throat> i was scared to take
1: the line with the texans last week i'm scared to do it again this week uh i'm taking the over uh 43 and a half um i do think i mean in in my in my brain i think the texans are going to keep it close i'm i'm worried about the difference i i know that the browns defense was very was the is it vaunted is that the word i don't know lauded something like that one of the two um, going into that game, and I know that Stroud tore them apart. Um, the Ravens' defense feels a little bit different to me. Uh, Roquan Smith is a legit like quarterback of a defense um, who has like made a world of a difference over there since he's been there. Um, it's allowed Patrick Queen to blossom, and then Kyle Hamilton, obviously an All-Pro. Um, they just they got dogs. They got dogs over there. I know the Browns got dogs, but the Ravens got dogs. Um, but with all that being said, um, I think, I think the quarterbacks are gonna, are gonna win out here. I, I, I feel like we're gonna get a good quarterback duel. I think the prowess of the offensive coordinators with Todd Munkin and with, um, uh, Bobby Slowick, um, Todd Munkin could be another head coach, maybe five head coaches in this game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a quarterback duel. I think points are gonna get scored. I think there's too much firepower on 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 both sides on both offenses for the defense to be able to do enough. And I don't know for how good these offenses are. I, I feel like 43 and a half is a, is a little a, a little low. This
0: guy hits one over and he thinks he can set the lines I now.
3: I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely on. betting the under now. Sorry, Shref. You, the, I, I guess <laughs> I was I was debating between picking the Texans or the under. I, did, I I believe in the under, so now I'm a little more confident in it. Fair enough.
0: Well, I, I think based on what I said, I think you guys and, and the listeners can kind of gather which direction I'm going to be going with. But uh, even though I'm two games back of Jack in the standings, there's still a decent amount of games to, to make up for that. But I'm just going to go with the Texans plus nine and a half as well. And uh, I think they can win the game. I really do. So... And if I didn't already have that future ticket on the Texans to win the AFC, I probably would dabble, put a couple dollars on the money line. But, I mean, I'm already invested in them winning the game anyway, so I'm probably not going to do that. But I got the Texans winning. Uh, I have my score prediction. You guys don't have to do this. I don't want to put you on the spot two weeks in a row. But Texans twenty. Okay, nice. I have uh, Texans 24, Ravens 22.
1: What's yours? I had uh, I had Ravens thirty Texans twenty one. That's why I was scared of the line. I was right on it. I did I did what you've done at
2: times, and I did the scores before I looked at the lines. I was thinking twenty four seventeen. Okay. Yeah, that would uh, that would be the under forty one there. So okay,
0: the Saturday night game we have the Green Bay Packers. Traveling to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers, who are also nine and a half point favorites. Total is more in this one at fifty and a half. Uh, I already shared my Jordan Love stat. That's crazy that he's only thrown one interception since that Steelers game, Jack. So since we've played him, he's only thrown one that one pick and 21 touchdowns. So
3: he had two picks that game.
0: Yes, he did. But this was since week 10. Injuries, uh, the Packers have a lot. Jair went from limited to did not, did not participate in practice. It could be somewhat rest related. Uh, Cause he's, you know, still coming off of that injury. He did have a big impact in, in the, in the Cowboys game. He had that pretty nasty interception where he kind of jumped in front of him. Uh, Rashawn Gary, Aaron Jones, Jaden Reed and Christian Watson were all limited in practice so far. I don't think there's any indication that they'll miss the game, but it's still worth noting. Uh, the, for the 49ers, Dre Greenlaw was a limited participant in today's practice. And I, I just think overall, the the bye kind of came at a good time for the 49ers. And, I mean, I think pe- people may have forgotten CMC was out week 18. I know they clinched the home field advantage anyway, but he did have a calf injury. So if they had to play last week, uh, I don't know how healthy he would have been. So th- this bye definitely was well-earned and uh well utilized for, for the 49ers to you know get more healthy. Uh Jack, we'll start with you. Do you. What's your first reaction about this game?
3: Um yeah the McCaffrey thing. I get like he's had I feel like so long to to rest for, for up from that injury and um I think I expect him to be fully healthy and their best player is fully healthy uh
2: see their best player yeah, he's the best player, right? Williams? I feel like this year, McCaffrey's have been more impactful. Play. I don't know.
3: Regardless. Um,
0: the fact that we're even debating if he's the best player on the team or not just proves how loaded they are. Right.
3: Yeah.
1: Um. He said Nick Bosa, too, and I wouldn't have, like...
3: True. Made the player of
1: the year <laughs> last year.
3: I, uh... Jordan Love, we uh mentioned we mentioned him last week and I forgot to say that him and Stroud's stat line were almost identical. I think they had the same yards and touchdowns and like it was just er same attempts and completions, touchdowns, no picks, and I think they were like three yards off. Just crazy. Weird. Um he played great, and again, they're kind of like the Texans. They got everything going for them right now. A young team, a young, very promising quarterback, and uh, playing on the house money, exceeding expectations. Although this time, just comparing to the Texans, at least like they have a a head coach who's been here before, who's uh, I guess hasn't won a conference championship, but has been in at least one at this point. I think. Um and I do think he's a good coach. It's uh, gonna be a, a good coaching battle between him and Shanahan. I uh but I do feel strongly about one side. I'll I will not reveal till afterwards. So Treff or Mitchell, you can go next. Treff. Yeah,
1: um you kind of said everything that I was kind of already thinking of. Um the the uh the extra week of rest definitely plays well for the Niners. Um, interested to see if there's a little bit of rust. I feel like there's not. I don't know. Um, it feels like they probably they got some motivation this year. It, as someone that watched the Eagles beat them and then watched them complain about it for an entire off season, I think they, uh, I think they're ready to to try and to try and get all the way through this. Um, I, I just I I love watching Jordan Love play. I just can't like I. I mentioned it already, but like it's so Rodgers ask. You can tell that man was learning under him. Um, but should be a fun matchup. And this, like, I feel like I know it's not actually true. I feel like we get this matchup in the playoffs every single year.
3: Yeah, I agree.
1: I feel like we watch this game every year,
3: (laughs) but now it's a different the quarterbacks. Like, it should be like Rodgers
1: and Garoppolo. It's a different cast of characters. It's true. Yeah, like Alex
0: Smith and Rodgers, or, or Kaepernick and Rodgers. I think they meant the playoffs once.
2: So. They definitely did. Yeah, I, I,
0: I don't have too much to add. I think we can get right into our picks here. Um, I just want to clarify, how should we do this? Jack is in the lead. Let, let me just recap how we did last week. I know we're kind of in the middle of these matchup previews, but I'll just do that for the listeners um, in case they... Missed it, but Jack went five and one. The only one that he didn't hit was the under in the Green Bay Dallas game, and that went way over. Uh, but everything else, he was, you know, five for six overall Texans plus two and a half, the Chiefs Dolphins under, Bills minus 10, and Rams plus three, and Bucks plus three. So Jack's in the lead. Shreff is at four and two. Uh, he hit the over in the Browns Texans game, Chiefs minus four, Bills minus 10. Did not hit Dallas minus seven and a half. They lost outright, obviously. And he got the Rams plus three and the Eagles minus three. uh, Did not hit as well. Myself, I started off extremely hot. I had the Texans plus two and a half, called out their money line, and they won. Chiefs minus four. That was my most confident pick of the week, and that hit with ease. And then the Packers plus seven and a half, they won outright. So I couldn't start off hotter, but then it went completely downhill from there. Uh, I picked the Lions minus three, which contrasted Jack and Treff, So that kind of gave them a big advantage there. They won, but did not cover the three. Steelers bills under 36 and a half. I wish I would have had that one back uh, without the postponement. That definitely changed things, but you know, it is what it is. That just happens sometimes. And uh, Eagles minus three. I was definitely wrong on that one. So I'm three and three, two games behind Jack, one behind Treff. Uh, I just thought that was a good time to recap and also bring up how do we exactly want to do this? Because clearly, if Jack goes last, he can kind of just pick the same thing as us. So I don't know how you want to do that. I know it's also early. We have three rounds to go, but just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. We probably should have thought of this beforehand, but figure Uh, it out
3: as we go here. I don't I mean, really care. I'll, I can, I already have my picks. So we can go to honor system. I'm not going to change. So I also I already have yeah. mine written down, and I wasn't planning on changing them. So yeah, I'm, I'm good to go. on our okay. system. So going forward, I mean, whoever's in the lead. I, I okay. mean, we'll, we all. I assume we all just make our picks prior anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. right. Don't yeah, change. for
0: for for the championship and Super Bowl, we can kind of reevaluate. For at least for this round, we can kind of just go in any order, I guess. Uh with that being said, Shref, why don't you go first this time? I think did you go first last time
1: or Uh,
0: Jack Jack went
1: first in the last one? I can go first this time.
0: Okay, yeah, go ahead.
1: Um it it's a big spread. Uh nine and a half is a big spread for a playoff game. Um we just had it in the Houston game as well. Um I was scared to take the Texans to cover and everything, you know, the way the Packers have been playing. Jordan Love, the way he's been playing, the way these young guys have been coming along, everything is telling you. Take the Packers at at so many points. It makes me feel too uncomfortable. I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking the Niners to cover the nine and a half. Um, I think we mentioned it that Christian McCaffrey, you know, and all these guys in general, getting an extra week to rest up. Sometimes it can prove to be, you know, in, in, in certain sports, people talk about, you know, the layoff maybe not being good for him. I think when it comes to the National Football League and how much a single game can beat these guys up, uh, having that extra week of rest is definitely a, a big, big advantage. Um, on top of that, uh, I think that the the Cowboys, what the Cowboys did was a, was absurd to watch unfold in person or live. Um, I I feel like that performance kind of masked the fact that this Green Bay defense in general has not been very good, like at all. Um, and I I feel like a, a coordinator like Kyle Shanahan is going to be able to expose that a little bit. Um, Jordan Love is certainly not playing like a first year starter, uh, as the receivers are also not playing like the young guys that they are. But I I do feel like a an experienced team like the Niners are are going to be able to to take care of business here, and I think they're gonna I think they're gonna overmatch them. I had the score at uh, thirty to seventeen, Niners over Packers. Okay, very nice.
0: I already know the way Jack's gonna go. Um, so that's unfortunate, but Jack, go ahead, share your pick with the world. Did I already say you said it on Dunn and Drew? So I, I know, oh, right?
3: Okay, uh, yeah, I agree with Shref. I'm taking the Niners minus nine and a half. Um, yeah, for all the reasons you said, I, I think these these young guys, although it's been an impressive season, I think at some point their luck's gonna not luck, I guess the wrong word, but their this run's gonna have to run out again, and it makes sense against such a juggernaut like like the uh, the Niners, and it kind of shows that there's there's levels to this, and the the Packers beat the Niners by how much? Well, was that final? Anyone remember?
1: I don't remember the exact score.
3: I mean, let's just yeah. say it was ten, twelve. It was I want to say it was like twelve. Yeah. And the uh, this spread is ten,
2: and the Niners beat the Cowboys by twenty plus. I feel good, like just working
3: it out like did, yeah. the Niners will. Right. I was thinking that's not, like the, that's not how it works, but okay. Mind, that's what makes you feel better.
1: Um I, I was think like the the Texans nine and a half line feels like disrespect to the Texans. The the Packers
2: uh I don't know, that the it feels like they're trying to trick you. It feels like they're trying to trick you. Yeah, the
0: the, the transitive property doesn't doesn't work in the NFL because if it did, I mean the Patriots beat the Steelers and the Steelers. Beat the browns and the browns beat the 49ers so does that mean the patriots are better than the 49ers then yes yeah okay well i'm gonna negate this game i'm also in agreement with you guys uh the 49ers minus nine and a half is my pick Uh, i found a really good article i don't remember what it was titled but it was written by joe osborne uh of covers.com i think i just searched like divisional round betting guide or something like that so if you're interested check out uh mr osborne's work uh from covers.com 11 out of san francisco's 12 wins
2: this season were by double digits and do you guys know the only one that wasn't by double digits 11 uh i'm sorry can you say that again Eleven
0: out of their twelve wins this season were by double digits, and there's only one that wasn't. Do you know that game?
2: It had no, it had significance to this podcast. Did they even play this regular season? I don't think think they did. But uh, was it a Seahawks game? No, it was when Shreff
0: bet the 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 forty niners minus eight, and the Rams kicked a field goal. Uh, um, when they were down yeah, 10 the and they goal, made it the seven.
2: Goal of all time.
0: so yeah that was the that was their only one of their wins that wasn't by double digits also out of their past 22 home games for the 49ers 16 of them were 12, 12 point plus wins so they're dominant they're dominant at home i think the 49ers like i said the bye came at the right time and uh yeah I think the Packers run stops here. I got Niners minus nine and a half. And the score I have is 33 to 19 San Francisco. Pretty much.
1: You're dead on pretty much.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I would, I would pivot like knowing you guys picked the 49ers, but I just, I think 50 and a half is a tough number. I don't really feel strong either way. So I kind of uh, stayed away from that. So agreed. I'm going with, I'm going with what I, what I think is going to happen, even though it, it's the same as you guys. It's that's what I feel. So, okay. Next game, moving on to the Sunday slate. We have two more here. The Buccaneers traveling to Detroit, uh, who are six and a half point favorites. The total is forty eight and a half. One of these two teams in the NFC Championship game is wild to think about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean the bu- the Bucks for the preseason perception of them i don't I had them quite re- in the division i mean i did as well and so did many people so
3: yeah none of us um we were all wrong in the nfc south i yeah, picked we the saints all- mitchell picked oh, the yeah, Falcons. All- sure i've had the panthers <laughs> none of us picked the uh, i was more wrong the than you guys were, but
1: we were all still
0: that's wrong.
3: true but still i mean yeah and what mitchell said I, we all definitely had them the bucks fourth i'm pretty sure
0: yeah, I don't recall recall their their preseason win total, but it had to have been five I mean, was, five,
2: and five and a half. Half of that, yeah,
0: yeah. So I mean, just that alone is wild that they could be playing in a championship game, and then the Lions. Not that they're, you know, they they didn't have preseason hype, and not that they weren't a good team, but just the historical aspect of them playing an NFC Championship game is, you know, something that we probably. Yeah, I don't know, like two or three years ago, even that was like something that was like, do you remember? I think it was the 2022 NFL preview show. I had the Lions in the playoffs and that was like a super hot take and that was just last season. So Very true. now that they're another one game away from the NFC championship game. So happy for Detroit. Um, And also what I wanted to say was just as a general storyline and. If there weren't so many good comeback player of the year candidates, I feel like Baker would win it in most years.
3: Yep. So probably. I is, mean, his stat line—they showed it. The, the stat line, and I—I mean, and uh, record-wise, what the Bucks did, it's like better. Well, sa- same stat line, almost exactly as Brady's last year. The Bucks and one re- better record. Yeah, because if the the Brady's Bucks last year finished eight and nine, I think, and yep. got smoked in the first round by the Cowboys, and this was uh, yeah, nine and eight this year and won division and a wild card weekend. Yep.
0: Yeah, and I mean Baker. I mean, talk about a guy who's been through the ringer. I mean, I think they showed six different head coaches in six years. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Who else? What other first overall pick has gone through six coaches in six different years? I mean, that's just, that's crazy.
1: Well, I was going to say, I was going to say this is a good matchup of, uh, of, of written off number one overall picks with Baker and Golf.
0: Yeah, oh, that is interesting.
1: Golf got shipped off to Detroit as a, as, a, as a favor for getting Stafford, and now he's, now he made it further than him. What a world. I know, he was a throw-in, essentially. Mm-hmm. They were like, here, take him. We don't want him.
0: Uh, in terms of injuries for the Bucks, Shaq Barrett and Chris Godwin did not practice uh, uh today due to ankle and knee injuries respectively so we'll see if they're ready to go for sunday the the lines seem all right on the injury front uh i know rag did not practice but that could have been rest related and it's also good that laporta didn't suffer any setbacks in the wild card round so a guy that was kind of iffy to play didn't end up playing make make an impact. And uh, get out of the the game unscathed. So that's good for him and the Lions. Games in Detroit, two playoff games in Detroit. Wow. Um, does that? Does anyone have the number of, or the year? Excuse me, of when that happened last, or have any I idea? Never. <laughs> it, could, it could honestly could be never. <laughs> could be swimming into uh, uncharted waters here, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what do you guys think? Any anything else?
1: No, it's just like, like you like it's just like this is just an unfathomable matchup. Like like seeing seeing the two logos next to each other doesn't it's it's not computing in my brain at all. At all. Shout out uh just shout out Dan Campbell. I loved it. Like if if I could if I could turn myself into an NFL caliber athlete and I could have my choice of of coaches. I think he might be. I I think he might be my one.
0: He'd be up there for sure. I mean, he's he he would definitely be in my top five. So,
3: shout out that reporter that uh, asked Todd Bowles about traveling to the cold and like playing in the elements this weekend. Oh did yeah, I see that?
1: Yeah, it's in dome.
0: <laughs> I did. That is that is uh that's insane. that's, in, that's in, inexcusable. I don't I don't know that's how tough. you could be covering a sport and a team. And not know yeah, that I mean, like,
1: so the, the 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 journey from the bus to inside the stadium could be
2: a little chilly. That's you know? fair. Could yeah, you, you could be ice. Good for you guys, given them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know, I'm trying. I guess I'll go first with the pick, because I don't think I've gone first yet. I'll be
0: going with the lions minus six and a half. Jeff is crinkling his nose. I don't know if that's good or bad, but total still seems kind of tricky to me. Bucks defense played really well, but they still have some vulnerabilities, and Detroit also has some vulnerabilities. So it could be kind of shootout y, but I don't want to rely on that because, you know, these I think the last yeah, the last time these two teams played was week six, I believe. I don't know what we was exactly, but the Lions won twenty to six. So it was a low scoring affair. I think that was in Tampa Bay. But I got the Lions minus six and a half. I think um people could be buying into the Bucks, but the Lions are still a much more talented team. I think they're gonna kind of impose their will on them. And I'll go Lions twenty-eight bucks seventeen.
1: Uh I crinkled my nose um it's good and bad. it's good because um, I tend to think that you're a little better at this than I am in general, and I also have the Lions minus six and a half. That's the good news. The bad news is that I do wanna try to separate myself at some point here, but I can't just go against what my brain is telling me in order to do that. um I'm pretty much on the same page as you as someone who has watched uh the last month of that Eagles team um. That score and that game does not reflect how good the Buccaneers are. That Eagles team was as as poor as could be, um, like like as poor as could be. Um, so I I do think that that is maybe playing a little into how this line is looking. I don't know. I think I think the Lions are better. I think they're going to win at the line of scrimmage. Um, Baker's been playing well. I think the Lions defensive line is going to be able to put a little more stress on on him than the Eagles were able to. Um and yeah, I don't know. I trust Ben Johnson to just keep the wheels turning on this thing. I, I, I don't see that their offense slowing down anytime soon. I had twenty seven fourteen Mitchell, so we're pretty much on the same page.
3: Okay. Uh, sorry guys, clean slate. This is my favorite game of the week too. It was. Um, <laughs> this was the easiest one for me. Yeah, I and for. Mostly I mean you guys both said both my reasons throughout this, this analysis here. I mean Laporta, who I think is a it's so hard to say he's he, you know, he's not the most important part of the offense, but he's really good obviously and he's getting more healthy. Um so that reinforcement as well as um the energy it's gonna be ha- in going on at Detroit Ford Field on Saturdays to, no Sunday. Uh it's gonna be impalpable. And, uh, and then, um,
2: wouldn't it be palpable?
3: I don't know what that really means. It's a good word. But the main reason is that I, with what Shref said, like the Eagles were are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, uh, that could be overvaluing them a little bit. And, uh, I mean, this is a team that, Squeaked in the playoffs because they struggled to beat the the, the Panthers nine to nothing week eighteen. That game was really ugly. Like, it's not uh, and then the week before that they lost to the Saints. Uh, so the, the well, that the,
0: that's exactly I literally said I think that sentence word for word when I picked the Eagles minus three last week. Okay, so.
3: I guess I just had too much faith, like a lot of faith at how bad the Eagles were, but uh, yeah, uh, vibes are. All in Detroit right now, and I, I I like that six and a half. I I at first thought it was a little too much, but reasoning through it more, I I, I like it more and more.
0: Okay, well, two games in a row are kind of negated, but we'll see how the, this last one shapes up with our picks. This one that feels last like
3: one, different ones,
0: maybe. Yeah, we'll see. That last one being the Kansas City Chiefs. Going on the road to face the Buffalo Bills, who are two and a half point favorites. The total is 45 and a half. I mean, it goes without saying, everyone kind of knows the lore, the aura, the history between these two teams meeting in the playoffs in recent memory. I mean, this is these two teams meeting in the playoffs is something we're going to talk about for years and years and years, right? Because the, these two quarterbacks, they just seem like, and we're still not even close to the end of it. I mean, this could happen for eight to 10 more years. So, I mean, this is just something that's going to happen over and over again. And they usually put together games that are very good. And, uh, I don't, I think this one's going to be more of the same. I think it'll be a close game. I'm sure everyone's heard it, but this is Mahomes' first ever road postseason game, which is pretty crazy to think about since he's been in the league since, uh, 2017, really, but starting since twenty eighteen, and, and has, has had in a
1: million playoff games. Like, like I know, it's not like this is on like a four game sample size. Like he's, like this dude's played in a lot of playoff games.
0: He must have played more than fifteen.
1: I think they. I saw something. I think he's already like fourth all time on QB playoff wins or something like that.
2: Yeah, that's something absurd.
1: Ridiculous.
0: Um. Well, in terms of the injuries, the Bills are really banged up especially their linebackers, uh, Spector, Bernard, and Dodson are all on the injury report. Gabe Davis and Taylor Rapp, who missed the contest against the Steelers, still have not practiced as of Wednesday, so you'd like to see more progress there. Hopefully they can maybe squeeze their way back into this matchup if they can get some practice in um, tomorrow or Friday. Rasul Douglas, I didn't see his name in the injury report, so I assume that means he'll probably be back and good to go. So that'd be a big uh, you know, addition for the Bills. We definitely need some reinforcements on the defensive end. And I don't think anyone on Kansas City's side seemed to be in danger of missing the game. And I, I think Kadarius Tony, who missed last contest against the Dolphins, was a limited participant this week. So yeah, we'll see if he can make it back. Not, I mean, no offense, Kadarius Tony, I don't think you're making that much of a difference in this game one way or another. I mean well that's not true. He,
3: if he did last play.
0: time. <laughs> he did last time, so if he uh, it, it, it literally
3: if, if Kadarius Tony was inactive every week this season, the Chiefs would have the, the bye. They would they they would be the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Let's say he's not off sides, they win that game. And then let's say week one, he hasn't dropped fourteen balls and they win that game. So that makes them what? Uh no, they still wouldn't wins. have it.
0: But, no, they were ten and seven, so they still wouldn't have it. But Make they wouldn't sure. be going yeah, they were ten and seven and they and the ravens were thirteen and four, so I think still wouldn't. I thought,
2: I thought they were eleven wins. But they I'm went sure. eleven and six. Really? Yes. Okay. Well I don't know. I don't know if the tiebreakers work. They'd
0: be thirteen and four against I'm the nice Ravens. Either way, they still they would be home in this playoff game, so that's a big difference as well. uh anything else that you guys have? I mean, these teams met earlier in this year. We kind of just alluded to it there where Kadarius Tony was off sides. That was a really crazy game. It seems like all these games when these two teams get together are um, yeah, what do you guys think? yeah no it it
1: it's just a it's a great weekend, cap like, like it it. It feels inevitable that when these teams play and these quarterbacks go against each other, we're going to see something fun one way or another. Um, it's it's a perfect cherry on top to the weekend, I would say. Good, good
2: job, NFL,
1: on the schedule-making. I think this is a good way to, to finish it off.
2: Yes, exactly. Uh, Jack...
0: I have two other things to say but I'll wait till my pick cuz they kind of relate to it. But Jack, is
2: your turn to go first, then Shraf then myself? What are you thinking? Um Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go the over. And
3: I don't even love it. Like I I keep going back and forth on who I think's going to win this game. Cuz yeah. at first I I thought the Chiefs and now I'm kind of leaning Bills, but and that would, and if I had to take a spread, I mean, I'm, I'm so torn between who's going to win. I would just take the Chiefs because they have the field goal. They're just like if they lose by field goal, that's a push. So, it I is would three, I guess,
0: or three or two and a half. Oh, uh, I'm looking
3: at what is
1: it? It's two and a half. They're really okay. I'm I'm really looking on.
3: Yeah, I'm looking on Hard Rock Bet. So that's that's at three. Um, so yeah, I I I would go the uh, I'm going to go the over. And is it forty five and a half there? Yep. Okay, I'll go there. And again, I don't love it because both offenses have looked rough, but the Bills uh, they're off this season, but the Bills obviously, with the coordinator change, they've looked better, uh, but the Chiefs defense a little more healthy. However, I'm banging on, I mean, I-, I saw a lot of injuries, and Mitchell mentioned them on the Bills defense on sa- Sunday, Monday, whenever that was. Um, I mean, I-, I saw DeMar Hamlin in, in last game, so they got to be injured.
2: On defense. Um, So, I mean, 45, what do I need? 27, 20.
3: Okay. Could happen. I mean, I I know these, I said the offenses aren't what they were in years past, but I just, you you see those teams and you think they could score fast, especially
2: in the uh, divisional round of the playoffs. Treff, what do you have? This is my hardest game. Uh,
1: like i said i I did the scores before I looked at the lines. I had twenty three twenty one bills. um the line is two and a half, and the over under is what forty five and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. So I was one point off on the over under, and I was uh dead on on the line, <laughs> so that makes it a little tough. So I basically have to at this point because of where I have it, I think I'm gonna turn it into a heart bet more than anything, um which you know we're gonna have fun with it. so with the heart. I'm gonna take the Bills to cover. I'm gonna take it. It's scary. I don't know if I like it. I know it's Patrick Mahomes. I know it's Andy Reid. One big thing for me, they're coming to Buffalo. Um, Patrick Mahomes has done a lot over his career, but as we mentioned, one thing he has not done is playing a road play is you know, go on the road. And uh you know, will he show up and still be Patrick Mahomes? Most likely yes. Um but I think I think this year, I think Josh Allen has gotten a lot of a lot of flack, a lot of flack this year. It happened to Dak last year with some of the interceptions he threw. I think it's happened with Allen this year, and I think it is clouded how good of a quarterback he truly is. The Bills um, have been doing exactly what you want to be doing, which is playing your best football coming into the playoffs. Um, they get the home game. It feels like they have the good vibes rolling over there, um, and I don't know. The Chiefs have, you know, been out of sorts many times like throughout the season the bills obviously had their moments but i for me it, feel, it feels different with them just because of kind of how it happened with kind of it feels like getting their getting their demons out early in the season and kind of coming back playing their best ball now um but on top of that i kind of mentioned how like the bucks playing the eagles kind of feels like a bad benchmark to set for them um i think the chiefs getting the dolphins in that type of atmosphere with how cold that game was and in kansas city um i I really can't use that game as like judgment of how I think they're going to play in this game. And I don't know, watching both these teams down the stretch this season, it feels like the bills have been the better football team. And I just, I want to see Josh Allen beat the, beat the boogeyman a little bit. I want to see it because I very much enjoy Josh Allen.
2: Okay. The chiefs in their last 20 games as an underdog. Yeah, boy.
0: They're against the spread record. It's 15-4-1. It yeah. yeah, there it is. Luckily for me, I had two picks. So, depending on what you guys were going to do, I was thinking about pivoting. And the two picks I had written down were Chiefs plus 2.5 and, and under 45.5. So, I have my pick of the litter here. With that being said, I do think the Chiefs are going to win. I think that it's lining up that way considering that the bills have linebacker issues in terms of injuries mm-hmm. and Travis Kelsey had a solid game last week and it just feels like they're going to rip their hearts out. Once again, I have a lot of friends that are bills fans. I don't take joy in their misery, but I yes, you did.
1: <laughs> No, I don't To an extent. You have, it, it's your friends. You always, you always, you always <laughs> find some joy out of your, fr- come on. <laughs> Until it happens, I, I I feel like I'm gonna have a hard time picking against it. So I know, and that's all I thought about. But then, but then, but then I predicted my score and saw the line. I was like, well, what what do I do now? I just I envision. So my score I have
0: is twenty to seventeen Chiefs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I envision it being Chiefs down three, and Travis Kelsey scores a game winning touchdown.
1: So and then, and then,
2: then who Derek, would they show? 20,
1: and, and then and then they throw a flag and Kadarius Tony was like wandering aimlessly around the field so that so they got a twelve men on the field call. Yeah. So it, it's definitely
0: a far cry from that divisional round 2021 playoff shootout that we had, considering these two teams and the things they've gone through this year. Defenses are a lot better, I think, and it, it's going to be a close game, a different type of game, but
2: they just find a way they find a way I mean e- even when they're not that good this year they still find a way
0: and maybe that just proves how good they actually are because they keep finding a way
3: maybe it does maybe it does
1: I didn't want to do it though and I- I'm-, I'm glad it worked out this way because it especially because we went especially because we went broke on on two of them with the same picks so this is good yeah we have
3: three different picks here
1: yeah
0: So to recap Jack has the Texans plus 9.5, the 49ers minus 9.5, the Lions minus 6.5, and the Chiefs-Bills over 45.5. Shreff has the Texans-Ravens over 43.5, the 49ers minus 9.5, the Lions minus 6.5, and the Bills minus 2.5. And myself, I have the Texans plus 9.5, Niners minus 9.5, Detroit minus
2: 6.5, and the Chiefs to cover 2.5. There we are. That's our divisional round preview. Going
0: to be a lot of great football games. We only have seven games left. That's kind of sad. But let's soak it in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, let's hope some of these games are closer because we had only one out of six that were close. So I think they probably will. I think we'll get at least two games that are pretty close. So uh, yeah, we will see. That's why they play the games. So that'll that'll be fun.
2: Any closing remarks for today's show? Go football. Why is that a question mark? Go football. Say it
1: a I, I, I was just changing up the way I said it because I feel like we say that every go football. Oh. No go football. A little, a, a little go football for
3: the boys. I'm excited to yeah. play some bets. That's what um yeah. Those are my closing remarks. Like this past weekend, I, I dabbled in the sports book for the first time in a while, and I'm a uh, I profited seventy bucks.
1: Work. I work. Yeah, you'll take that every time. I missed a parlay by one leg. Sounds about right. In other news, the sun rose. Yeah, that that, that adds up.
3: I just don't do parlays anymore. I've grown up.
2: Okay. Never yeah. Right.
3: Up. I I don't. And I hey I all the I I placed a handful of bets this weekend. The only one I lost is a parlay. Get real. The parlay was like a plus one ten. It was just like it was the Cowboys to win and the Rams to win, and it, that was like plus one ten. And it lost. The rest hit.
2: That can't be
0: true. The Rams were know. underdogs. How could they? How could their money line parlay line with another money line be? Yeah, less? I'm.
3: I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. So I think it was like plus two hundred. I forget. I mean, the Cowboys were such heavy favorites. So yeah, it didn't add too much. Mm-hmm. Right. They're probably plus 110 alone. And the Cowboys made it like plus 200. All right. Well,
0: how nation? We'll see you next week. Well, we won't see you, but you'll hear us next week. We'll be here recapping all the action, previewing the conference championships. So that'll be fun as well. Until then be good. Enjoy the rest of your week and go football.